0: This is Partnership for the Arts Radio. Come join us
1: as we explore the worlds of art.
0: And you can listen to all the episodes of our talk show on our website at partnershipfortheartsgroup.org.
1: This podcast was recorded at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida.
0: Okay, everyone. Well, welcome back to another episode of Partnership for the Arts Talk Show, where we talk art. We appreciate, as always, you tuning in. We've been a little busy after the uh, Hurricane Irma. We're doing good. We're up and running. It's like what the third show. And yeah. so let's get started. Nanette, how you doing today?
1: I'm great. Uh, did I ask you how you are today, Dave? I'm You're doing fine. fine. I'm. I'm feeling blessed, man. Thank you for asking. You're welcome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How about uh, you go ahead and do the introduction? Because I already checked with our gracious guest and he's cool with it. So uh, I'm gonna sip my coffee.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So we're here today with Reverend Bill Klossner, who is the president of the board of the gardens. So welcome, Bill.
2: Welcome to the show, Bill. It's wonderful to have you here. Thank you very much. Good to be with you, David. So... No, go ahead. Coffee.
1: (laughs) Okay. The Peace River Botanical and Sculpture Gardens was not very adversely affected by Hurricane Irma. Botanical and Sculpture Gardens, first of all, do you just call them the gardens? That's a mouthful.
2: Yeah, it is a mouthful. We shorthanded to the gardens or Peace River Gardens.
1: Okay. So, the gardens, long time in the making.
2: Yes, twelve years. Twelve long time.
1: Twelve years.
2: Twelve long years. But when you're starting from nothing and creating creating a botanical and sculpture gardens, yeah, there is a lot of infrastructure and things that have to be done. The first eleven acres that we just opened up had to be raised, an average of five and a half feet. To keep from flooding, Bill? Well, to keep from flooding, to to be able to meet building levels, because you have Charlotte County, you have to be nine feet or higher. And so that whole area had to be raised up so that we could then do water management and all those other things that go along with construction in Southwest Florida.
1: So how many dump trucks of dirt is that for 11 uh, acres raising? An
2: funds? awful lot. <laughs> I've only been involved with the, with the board for just over a year. And okay. so there was 11 years of that that I, I've i heard about, you know, apocryphal stories and yes. <laughs> anecdotal stories, but uh, never did not see any of them.
1: Right, but right.
2: It, it, it was an awful lot, according to uh, Mr. Tetrault.
1: I'm sure. So Roger Tetrault. So you mentioned him. Why don't you yes. tell our listeners about his involvement in this, which is really his baby. It, it,
2: it is his baby. It's it's more, involved, more than an involvement and more than a passion. It It is his being. Uh, he and his wife, Linda, have had the opportunity to work and travel around the world. And whenever they traveled, they uh, would visit botanical gardens and art galleries. And they thought at some point in their life when they retired, they'd like to create something like that. And so that that's exactly what they did. They searched from the whole eastern seaboard and down Florida and up the other side and found this, uh, what initially was a little piece of property about four acres uh, here on the Peace River and decided this was going to be the, the place. Now I understand that Linda said, are you kidding me? <laughs> she uh, she has come to love this place and they they then after they began working on their house and building their house they began to acquire the other contiguous properties that they could to where we have 27 total acres that will be ultimately be the, the gardens right. Uh, that's, right that's a 10-year project from this point so right. you know, we're still looking at right. quite a ways away to finish the basics of, of creating the gardens.
1: So, what's involved in making such a cultural landmark as the gardens are going to be? I mean, I've had the pleasure of of visiting, and the sculptures there are unbelievable. Can we talk about the sculptures a little bit? We can, sure. That's That's half of who we are as gardens. That's true. And... I know that they're just going to, you know, you're going to be adding and changing all the time.
2: You know, and that's, that's really what sets us apart from a lot of other botanical gardens. A lot of, there are a lot of wonderful botanical gardens, not only in Florida, but throughout the Southeast and even throughout the whole nation, but not that many of them also feature uh, sculptures. So we're unique. And some really big sculptures, too. <laughs> yes. The tallest one we have uh, soars as high as 22 feet. And which one is that? Well, that one is, happens to be our signature sculpture that's called uh, Steel Palms, uh, the largest oh, the of, the, palms, of yes. the 14. It's made out of 14 sections uh, or 14 pieces of Corten steel, and Corten is a very durable building material. It's really nice because when it gets wet, it creates a, its own patina. looks like rust, but it's not. It actually makes the steel stronger, mm. and but it's very heavy. Uh, yeah no doubt do you know how much 22 foot section weighs 2200 pounds uh, 20
1: 2200 pounds
2: just over a ton yes just over a ton yes the whole sculpture the 14 pieces that stick up out of the the base there's seven tons of steel uh vertical <laughs> and four and four tons of steel anchoring it to the ground
0: i hope you all got it where you wanted it <laughs>
1: Wow, that's just amazing, is it? I mean, that's amazing. It is. I mean, it's really just an engineering feat. It, it really
2: was. How long did it take him to build it, do you know? Listening to the artist describe that, it took him a year and a half. Wow. And who is the artist? The artist is Jakob Kulin. And there's a
0: little history between those two, right? Between the uh, the owners and the artist?
2: Yes. Uh, the Tetraults met him when he was a student at uh, Cranbrook Art Institute, Art Academy, in, outside of Detroit. And they bought one of his pieces, and then they have commissioned three other pieces from Jakob. He's become a good personal friend. Have you had a uh, chance to meet him? Yes, I had the pleasure and privilege of meeting him when we had a family and friends event for the Tetralts. And he's just a a fantastic person, as well as a very, very talented sculptor. And he has work at the uh, Logan Airport, too, right? yes he has had an installation at Logan Airport in the American Airlines terminal there he's one yeah
1: he's not just you no. know somebody who's playing with tinker toys no in fact yeah. he
2: is also one of the f- finalists and when they were i'm not sure that they've made the decision yet but the Boston Marathon bombing uh, memorial oh, the sculpture that. he is one of the finalists in that wow. as well so you wow. know he is he is somebody wow. who's uh, if he doesn't have a name for himself We believe that he will. Yes. How many pieces have
0: they commissioned for the gardens out
2: there? Well, he has two outdoor pieces plus his first indoor commission was commissioned by the Tetralts when he was, after he finished for the home. First interior piece and then right after that he got a commission from some sultan or or prince, (laughs) crown prince or something. Yeah, so again, it's it's a unique, unique uh, relationship and unique uh, artist.
1: So, Talking about big names,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Carol Fuhrman. Mm, yeah,
0: big name. Carol Fuhrman, yes.
1: Carol Fuhrman is a big name mm-hmm. in the art world. And she, along with two other artists, created hyperrealism back yes. in the 1970s. That's right. So tell us a little bit about her work.
2: What's, what's really interesting is that we own two pieces, two works of hers, but they are not installed yet. And there's a really good reason for that, too, isn't there? Well, seven seven months ago, they spent a, a month on 55th Avenue in New York City mm-hmm. on display before they, they and other pieces from her works were sent over to Venice, Italy for the Venice Biennale, which is probably the world's largest uh, celebration of the arts. You know, then number two might be Basel in Miami, but Venice is one that comes along every two years, and she has an entire exhibition along the Seine and a wonderful courtyard, she, I guess. So yes. she
1: has a, a number of sculptures.
2: I think, I, I may be wrong, but I think she has 14 or 16 oh pieces gosh. over there. Wow. And so these two are over have been over there, and they will be coming home in December.
1: Now, were these commissioned for the gardens? or
2: no, She does her background is in uh, what she likes to do is create swimmers and water people in the waters. Are, she has a couple very well known that are divers and, right. uh, yeah, so she loves that human figure in, in and around water. Yeah, right. so.
1: It's very hard to describe on the air how realistic these sculptures are.
2: Oh, these these sculptures, if you sat down next to one, you'd want to start a conversation. Yes. They really are. The one we do have right now, which is on loan to us, uh, New York City Slicker, the eyelashes look real, the eyebrows look real.
1: I love her positioning, actually. This New York City Slicker is coming out of the water. There's a little pond or... uh,
2: Infinity pool. Infinity pool. Infinity pool, yeah. right? It's such a great location. Yeah,
0: and it's amazing too because the the water droplets on her look look surreal too.
2: On her forehead, on her cheek, on the on her slicker, there's uh, there's resin that clear resin that looks just like raindrops sitting on. I mean, yeah. it's, it's so realistic, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And there's more of them coming too, right? The two that we have, uh, Bibby on the Ball and Next Summer that are coming, are even just as realistic. I, I've seen their tendrils of hair uh, slipping out underneath the uh, swim caps and wow. fingernails and fingernail beds are absolutely perfect. It's, wow. It, it, it's going to be stunning.
1: Sorry, which one? Next summer. Ne- next, next summer. Next summer. So one of the reasons, yes, so it's a woman um, lying on her stomach, her knees bent behind her on an inner tube.
0: And with her cap and goggles, and then there's
1: something with the bathing suit, right? Yes. Something special about her bathing suit. There, there
0: is. There is. And we will cover that when we come right back.
2: Hi, my name is George Mancini, and I listen to Partnership for the Arts and... It is a rewarding experience.
0: Okay, we're back. And of course, that was George Mancini, the soundtrack that you're actually listening to, which is from one of his latest recordings during the show. So, Bill, we were talking about the incredibly lifelike statues that are coming to the uh, Sculpture Garden.
2: Yeah. One of the requests that Mr. Testral made of the artist was if she would paint the swimsuit with hibiscus for Punagorda, the city of hibiscus, and mm-hmm. so she she uh, was happy to do that. And so it's it's really cool, you know. And people that don't know Punagorda don't know that we're we're going to make sure that that is part of the description when she is installed. So we'll pay attention to that.
0: Absolutely right.
2: Yeah, it is very unique.
0: What about a uh time frame when we can expect them here
2: those will be coming back in well I think to New York in December and the artist Carol will uh, refurbish anything or touch anything up that needs to be because they these are uh, bronze and stainless steel whereas the one we have the New York City slicker is all resin fiberglass resin oh is that
1: right it uh-huh. is
2: it's it's much lighter these are not quite as light
1: right
2: uh, she'll touch those up and then they'll be shipped down here, and probably end of January, first part of February, they'll be installed in the gardens.
1: And um, tell us a little bit about her other work that's at the gardens now, because it's it's not hyper-realistic.
2: No, it's part of a series that she has done that uses dancers and rhythmic gymnasts and so on. It, it is a bronze figure that is called Monumental Fire and Harmony. Really? Yes, that's that's the official name. Who has her leg up over her head like in a position that I would never even think about <laughs> attempting. But there is another one I've seen a photograph of it. There is a, a stainless steel ball in her hand like a rhythmic gymnast would Lovely. would be doing. So, it's very graceful. It's a very graceful
1: yeah, so I was reading on her website that she likes her sculptures to be stories of strength, survival, and balance. I think that describes it perfectly, don't you? I mean, that, that would that really... That absolutely. Yeah, really? Absolutely. So, other favorite sculptures there? I know you yeah. can't have a I no, can't have favorite, I can't be favorite child, I just, but... I,
2: well, it depends on the
1: day. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's good, That's right?
2: It. People have always asked me that, and, and asked me when I travel, what's your favorite destination he said it depends on the day. So what's really interesting is that we do have such unusual pieces. Right, can you give us some examples? The ones that people notice the most are ostriches.
0: Yeah, they're quite large, quite tall as well.
2: Which is a, a pair of people created by Chinese artist Yu Zhaoyang from Beijing who has a whole series of statues. These are painted steel, two-sided, but with a spacer in between, about 20 feet tall. And uh, because they're not wind rated, we had to create a hinge mechanism so that we could lower them to the ground. But the gentleman who is bowing toward a lady who is, a writer once said, coquettishly blowing a kiss.
1: She's on quite a short skirt. I better she, worry about She does. It. Yeah. It, she
2: does. But people who have stood underneath it and tried to mimic the poses and have a picture taken. Of course. So, of course. Of course. Just kind of like holding up the Leaning Tower of Pisa or, <laughs> or having the Eiffel Tower in your hand.
1: Well, these would be easier. So I was looking at this artist's work because, as you said, ostriches yes. are a whole series. Mm-hmm. And... These are a little bit unusual because... They actually have heads. Yes. Their heads are not in the sand, right? <laughs> yes.
2: Exactly. Actually, yes. He, he has a whole series called Urban Ostriches where that head is facing into buildings or the what looks like heads. I mean, the, the necks end at the building. looks like they're looking or into the, the building. Or
1: some of them, they were like on top of skyscrapers. Right. Like on their head. You know, their head was in the building and then you just yeah. see these like legs coming out. And it,
2: <laughs> very, very creative and unusual. The Sculpture Committee found these in a private sculpture garden in outside of Florence, Italy, which is where he crea- created these. So here we have a Chinese artist who created in Florence, who's now displayed in southwest Florida. I think you could call that the uh, traveling rules
0: of art, right?
2: Yes, right. just like uh, Keel, mm-hmm. the stone sculpture that we have that's in and amongst our mangroves on the way out to our observation pier, that's using... Indonesian lava rock carved by a Turkish artist that is now in Southwest Florida, and so again we transcend all sorts of borders here.
0: Yeah, and that's one of the wonderful things you mentioned, Bill. It's not just uh, local artists, but international artists uh, working in all kinds of mediums and uh, and bringing it here. A- absolutely, it's, that, that's
2: what's so interesting because the sculpture committee decided what they wanted for for art for sculptures was things that were fun or whimsical or unique and every every one of our sculptures are a different style I mean we have a water feature one that looks like a vase where the water is flowing over it and we have the tree trellises Mm -hmm. which is done created with three-quarter inch rebar that's bent and welded uh, to go up 20 feet and across 22 feet and with Different colored bougainvillea, uh, growing climbing bougainvillea in in amongst the three of them. So once those do canopy out, they're going to be they're going to be stunning. Yeah, they're going to be stunning. Oh yeah, that's
0: going to be awesome. And Bill, the gardens just received
2: was it two new pieces, right? Right. About six weeks ago, right before Irma. By the way, uh, we acquired a piece in out of a Sarasota gallery called man in red. He is created out of two-inch aluminum squares that have been welded together in this, I would say, a matrix type Mm -hmm. uh, character that's not complete. Uh, Either that or or they got lost in the the transporter from Star Trek. Where they didn't quite get Back in full, full right, togetherness. right. It's a little pixelated. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, just and, and that's really what it is. He's, he's pixelated. He is from done by David Ganya, and he was acquired the first of September, and so he's new.
0: Wonderful! I can't wait to see these. Oh, Bill, can you tell us uh, about the new one you just had installed?
2: Just installed a piece that came to us from a local artist, really, poor Charlotte seasonal artist. Who created and, and presented this to us. It's called the Wave. He uses African mahogany, stainless steel, and a marble block, mm. which he says weighed two hundred and fifty pounds. Ooh. So it's uh, that one's our our, our tiny sculpture and in comparison. It's only about five and a half oh, feet
1: tall. Teeny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, teeny. Tiny. Yeah. That
0: sculpt is done by Bob Richard. Yeah, Richard. Mm-hmm. We had a chance to talk with Bob out in the hallway before we came in with the right? right?
1: Yeah. yeah, the Visual Arts yeah, Center, because he's actually, actually a member here. Right? Yeah,
2: so yeah. that's, that's he, wonderful. He lives seasonally here in Port Charlotte, and, and the rest of the time he's up in, in
1: Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. And
0: he actually has two pieces there in their gift shop. Excellent, yeah. excellent. Two we'll have to go pieces. take a yeah. look. Yeah. So, Bill, I wanted to ask you. Uh, we were talking about artists. You have another artist there that's come in that's actually done quite a few things for some of the other botanical gardens, and that's
2: that's Lori Tennant. Right. Lori Lori is a photographer. Started out and still does commercial and wedding photography, but she also has branched out into botanicals. She has, I guess, a division of her of herself called Lori Tennant Botanicals. Mm-hmm. And she does some very unique ways of. Photographing plants, and she will take plants and put them in the studio with black background and shoot them, and then place them on metal.
1: So she actually came to the gardens and shot your plants. So she, yeah. Not just any old plants? Not just
2: any old plants. She came and thanks to a very generous grant from the Charlotte Community Foundation, we were able to uh, let this move forward. She came uh, for an extended period of time, I think it was a week, and just walked the gardens and found plants and took specimens back to the studio that she had created at Guest House, took those photographs, actually sent us about 20 options from which we were going to select the final five that were going to be placed into the south side of the garden. That must not have been easy, because her work is incredible. That was hard. 17 that were absolutely wonderful. (laughs) We, We instantaneously eliminated what she kind of liked it but it was Brazilian pepper and we're not going to have <laughs> the invasive species yeah. of Brazilian pepper. Yeah. we like where did
1: you find that we need to pull that yeah, out. Right.
2: <laughs> yeah. no, made, it made a beautiful picture but <laughs> that's not what we wanted to do but the Lori, Lori gave us these options and we found you know five that we have now one of them is a double-sided photo as they come in mm. and the other three are along the walking pathway as they head from the parking lot to the north side. And you want to tell us about the frames? The the frames were frames were made by Carrie Stefani, who's the one who created tree trellises oh, cool. and, the, and the hinge mechanism for uh, for ostriches. You're getting so, all these connections. Well, going. and they they live not far from each mm. other in in Michigan, so they can work together. And great. So
1: and now Dave, you had a chance to meet Lori and talk with her. Yes, I did at
0: the Charlotte Community Foundation when they had reception for her. beautiful, beautiful photography. Now actually, she's. Going to, uh, we're going to get back with her and uh, have her on the show. Oh, that'll too. be fun. Yeah,
1: yeah. Be fun.
2: And she also, what, w- along with this, she also has provided us with a six-month exhibit of other photographs of hers that are in the Garden Community Center on the wall. That, oh. that not only look pretty but those are all also for sale
1: mm. and uh, the nice thing that's,
2: is where, that, the, that's well, where the
1: that's where the coffee station is yeah sure. the coffee station <laughs> is there
2: and, perfect and so you know the nice thing is the the gardens do receive a portion of every sale excellent
1: excellent how big are these you know, well they are
2: might be as small as roughly 22 24 inches square or as large uh, now the metal ones are are pretty good size the ones that she did out on the garden are 60 inches by 40 inches. Yeah. So wow. almost four by six. Yeah. Even though they are probably 30 feet away, they're still stunning.
1: And those were under wraps when I was yes, out there. Were. So I haven't seen those yep. yet. Are we ready to head out there? Let's see, what time do they close yeah. today? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm heading out there right after this. So I can, we're hitching so yeah. Close
0: up. Yeah. And the ones in the garden community center, what size are
2: those? The big ones in the Garden Community Center, there are a couple that are about 22 inches wide by about 48 mm. 56 inches yeah, tall. Yeah, I can't wait so to see those. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah.
0: wonderful. Okay, so once again, we have run out of time for uh, today. So this concludes part one of
1: our interview. Join us next week on Partnership for the Arts talk show for more of our conversation. Where we talk art.
0: Okay, so Annette, till next time.
1: Dave, we'll be talking soon. Yeah, have a good day. You too. Take care.
0: Thanks, Bill.
1: Thank you. Thanks for listening in to Partnership for the Arts talk show. This is Partnership for the Arts Radio. Come join us. As we explore the worlds of art.
0: And you can listen to all the episodes of our talk show on our website, at partnershipfortheartsgroup.org.